0: It's Wednesday, Wednesday. October 5th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the matchup is set. The Guardians know who they will be facing in the American League wildcard playoffs. It's officially the Tampa Bay Rays. They will be here on Friday. Uh, First pitch is yet to be determined. Uh, We should know that uh, at some point today on Wednesday, but uh, uh, all indications are that it'll be early. Uh, either a noon or one o'clock start at Progressive Field. Uh, the we, we've sort of had a feeling that this was going to be the case, uh, you know, for for most of this week. Uh, what do you think of the 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 Guardians' prospects now that uh, the the matchup is set?
1: Yeah, um, I think I, I like the I like the matchup, Joe. I think uh, they're two evenly matched teams. Kind of go about the, their business the same way. Uh, Guardians have a four-to-two edge in in the season series. You know we saw them at the start of this nine-game uh, homestand. Uh, you know uh, Guardians took two out of three. All three games were decided by uh, one run, two in extra innings. And uh, if you look at the six games that these two teams have played, the the winning margin ha, ha, is, has been three or or, or fewer runs. So. You know, if if that's any indication, we're going to see, you know, some some close ball games this weekend. Um, And I kind of like the early start, Joe. The one start, you know, if there's a four o'clock slot, I would prefer that the Guardians avoid that because the shadows at progressive field make it really, really tough uh, for the hitters. I guess if you're a pitcher, you'd love that. But those four o'clock starts at at Progressive Field this time of year, it, it's it's you know the the pitchers are a big advantage.
0: Yeah, I I, I think um, the the Guardians themselves would probably prefer a, as as late a start as possible. Uh, we know that you know for for national TV and and primetime games, we know that Major League Baseball wants to feature the Mets uh, in in their uh, their wild card, uh matchup uh, against San Diego, that's the the game that's going to get the 8 o'clock time slot. We know that. Uh, and, and that makes sense, I guess. But uh, the later, the better, you know, would be for, for crowd purposes, I think. And, you know, it, I, we haven't heard officially if the uh, the wildcard uh, matchups have all been or the games in, in Cleveland have all been sold out. Uh, we, we know that they you know, the, the ticket sales, you know, probably uh, haven't been all that uh, great. You know, we, we've heard that um, from from the club themselves, hey, there's they're, they're still tickets available. So uh, I, I just wonder what kind of crowd they're going to have if it's a noon game. I, I wonder uh, what the, the energy is going to be like in the stadium uh, being that early. Uh, and it's kind of unfortunate. You know, it's, it's been since 2018 since, since they've had playoff baseball uh, with, with with a crowd in Cleveland uh and it's just that the game has to be that early
1: yeah you know I guess that is a drawback but i think uh, you know i talked to curtis danberg with uh with the guardians he said there were a few thousand tickets still remaining for a uh, game one uh on a on uh on friday and that was a couple days ago and that the, you know, there was a limited, a number of tickets available for a uh, Saturday's game. He said the best availability obviously was Sunday with, you know, which may not be a game that may not be played. Uh, but you know, I think the enthusiasm, I think the energy will be there, Joe. I really do. I think, uh, kind of hopefully, you know, in, in years past, the uh, the switches flipped from the fan base when they get into the postseason And, uh, you know hopefully the same thing happens again in cleveland
0: yeah and this year kind of a unique kind of a different situation first year playing as the as the guardians and you've still you know maybe got some sort of hangover from the the name change or, or whatever with fans but uh the best thing that they can do is what they've done they go out and win games if you win games uh that'll get fans to to come back to the park and and to and, and want to spend their money so you know that's that that's a positive there. As far as the matchup goes, you know, we talked a lot yesterday about the uh, the pitching matchups and you know who the the potential starters would be for the the Rays in games one and two, uh, in terms of Shane McClanahan and uh, Tyler Glass. Now, uh, what about the the lineup? Who on the who in the Rays lineup right now? Uh, you know, scares you or it, it is is a guy that you know, the, the guardians might have to look at and say, okay, we can't let this guy beat us in that lineup. You know, that's,
1: that's a good question. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Randy Rosarena has a, you know, post a great postseason history with the Rays. That's a guy that, that I, you know, I'd be worried about uh, G man. Choi had always seems to, uh, you know, hit the hit Cleveland. Well, um you know Wander Franco is back I don't think he's, he might not be a hundred percent but he finally hit a home run the other day so you know that's a great young talent uh and you know we haven't seen Yandy Diaz he I, I don't think he played in a series at the start of this homestand he's got a bad left shoulder but he is uh he's come back and haunted his old ball club you know uh, quite a few times when he's yeah. healthy.
0: yeah that's that's one name we didn't see when when he is healthy he's a. Uh... He's a formidable uh, hitter he's a, a contact guy hits the ball hard uh, and and a, a guy to watch out for I, I think Wander Franco is the guy though uh, Wander Franco's the one the one superstar on that team I think uh, you know he's young but you know he's got the big contract he was the a top prospect and you know he sits in that number three hole I, I think he's a, a dangerous guy and one that you don't want beating you. Uh, and a guy who could get hot uh, if you let him. So uh, definitely going to have to to keep their eye on 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 that guy. Uh, what do we know about the 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 bullpen as far as the way that you know Cleveland matches up against them? Uh, this is a you know Kevin Cash is uh, very much a disciple of uh, um, Terry Francona in terms of being. Sort of revolutionary and uh, innovative in the way that he uses his bullpen, he uses his relievers. Uh, I think the the student has become the master, and you know now it's it's Cash who's the one who's innovating on a regular basis and doing things differently uh, than the rest of the league. And uh, the, his bullpen is always a a place where he's experimented and and sort of uh, you know been on the cutting edge there. Uh, he's got guys in that bullpen that give you different looks every time. Uh, what can we expect, especially in that Game Two matchup, when when we know Tyler Glass now isn't going to go very deep in that game?
1: Yeah, you know they 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 got some bad news uh, the other day, Joe. The the Rays, Colin Posh, Posh, I should I should say, one of their oh, left-handed relievers it, it, is it, out is out for the got... season.
0: Poinsy, you got it right. It's, it's Poche. Every one of their... Oh, Poche, every, that's right. Every one of their relievers in that, that bullpen has a, a, a weird French-sounding last name, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, but he's he, he strained an oblique the other day against Boston and is out for the season. So, you know, but they have some, you know, they, they've had a lot of injuries, and I think uh, they've got a couple guys coming back, but I would, you know, I think what we've seen Clevenger, we've seen uh, Fossé, is that Fossé? We've seen... Uh, uh,
0: Foche, yeah. Foche uh, they've got a po- they've got a Poche and a fauche. It's yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun.
1: <laughs> John Adams uh you know uh, uh let's see uh in uh, Fairbanks is Fairbanks we've seen a lot of Pete Fairbanks. I think he's, you know, really kind of a hard thrower that, you know, kind of pitches in those late innings, but they they use their they roll out those uh, relievers. They they show no
0: hesitation in using those guys. So I,
1: I would think we'll see a bunch of them.
0: Is there a guy that uh, that that comes in and is is their featured closer or a you know a guy that we know we'll see at the looming at the back end of that pen?
1: You know i I don't think they I don't think they have a you know a featured closer. Uh, you know they've got. Um, you know they've got a bunch of guys with a, a variety. You know, you know, a handful of saves each. So uh, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like Class A, where you know, what uh, Cleveland has that designated closer.
0: Yeah, we, you know, when you get to the ninth in Cleveland, uh, Class A is coming in. He he came in last night. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, last night the the Guardians getting a five three win against uh, uh, Kansas City. Uh, five runs in the fifth. Uh, including a two-run double from Jose Ramirez and a two-run home run from Owen Miller. I guess uh, we talked about Owen Miller on the podcast yesterday enough to the point where he must have heard us and, and gone <laughs> out and and, uh, and hit his first home run since August 1st. Uh, le- as, as far as uh, what that means for the, the Guardians, that's 91 wins. Uh, they have a chance to get to 92 wins with a, a victory in today's uh, season finale. Uh, just all around unexpected from from this Guardians team. What do we think uh, we're going to see in this final game uh, as they match up against Kansas City?
1: Well, I think we'll see kind of more of the same, Joe. We'll see uh, Aaron Savali make his, uh, you know, last start of the regular season, you know, in, in anticipation of, you know, Cleveland advancing, and if they do advance, and let's say they they have to go play all three against the Rays, you know, Savali will be ready uh, for that uh, next uh, game one of the division series in New York against the Yankees. Uh, so he'll you know he'll start, and I would imagine I think he might go a little deeper than uh, we've seen. Uh, you know, McKenzie and and Bieber and Quantrill go; they've all gone about five innings. You know, they might let uh, Savali go a little longer. You know, because he's not going to make the postseason roster, but it'd be interesting. I I I wonder. You know, what do you think, Joe?
0: Yeah, I I would say uh, Tito said that he would probably let him go a little bit longer if he could. Uh, and and you're right. He won't make. He won't be one of the twelve pitchers that they keep uh, for this uh, first round, anyways. Because you're not going to need it. You're, gonna, you're only going to need three starters. Uh, so the 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 big question I think will be. We saw Zach Pleasak come in last night for six pitches out of the bullpen. Uh, you know, had a six pitch inning and, and worked clean. But uh it didn't sound like Terry Francona was a hundred percent sold on the idea of Pleasak even making the roster uh as, as as they have to go to set it on Friday morning.
1: Yeah, I got that same impression. Uh you know, I think maybe the fact that they don't know if police hack he's never pitched back to back, you know they they just don't there's a lot of you know he he looked great. don't get me wrong he he pitched very, very well last night, but you know there's just i think there's just a, a kind of that unknown qu- quality about him, you know as a reliever, and the, you know can he how how long does it take him to get warmed up? How, you know, can he pitch in back to back games if you need him? Can you can you can he give you more than one inning? You know, I I imagine he could give you more than one inning. He's built up that way, but but uh, I think uh, yeah, I'd I'd be surprised if he made the I made the uh, postseason roster, and that's uh, you know at least for the first round.
0: Yeah, it, definitely at least for the first round, and and who knows maybe they go back to a a more balanced uh you know roster composition with thirteen and thirteen uh in the the division series if they make it that far. Uh all right. We have to talk about the elephant in the uh arena, I guess. Uh last night Aaron Judge uh hit his sixty second home run and now Yankee fans rejoicing and I think they're uh their heads are so far up their own rear ends right now that they're, they're calling this the, the real record. It's the true record. It's, it's the clean record. It's, you know, Barry Bonds never, never hit 73 home runs without doing steroids. So, uh, you know, this is the one that we should all recognize as the true home run champion. And I'm just, I can't believe I it's everywhere. You look every, uh, uh sports Center, MLB network, every radio show is is talking about this. and uh, I, I gotta tell you, i I can't I can't stand it. It's, yes, <laughs> it's nice that he hit the home run, but congratulations, you're you're in fifth place. that's that's it. As far as I'm concerned, record is seventy three because at the time he was doing it, it wasn't illegal. It wasn't outlawed. It wasn't banned. He never got caught by Major League Baseball. So seventy-three to me is the record. I I know you feel strongly about the the steroid era uh, players and and whether or not they should be in the the Hall of Fame, but as far as the on paper single season record goes, uh, at the time, it, it, baseball can't do anything about it because baseball didn't do anything about it at the time. Yeah, that's a good
1: point, Joe. Uh, you know the uh, Bonds. You know, I, you know, I, I I'm a I'm one of those guys. You know they. I, if he passed, did he pass the eye test? And I got to tell you, I thought Barry, uh, bonds kind of blew up, uh, you know, when he, when he got to San Francisco, uh, physically and, and power wise, I think he blew up. So I, 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 have no doubt he was, he was, uh, you know, taking steroids and steroids were illegal at that time. They just, they just weren't MLB wasn't testing for him, but, um, you know, but it, the record is the record. You know, that's 73 home runs. You know, baseball is so subjective. You know, I mean, there's probably people that you know, old timers if they're still around that think Babe Ruth is is the real home run you know leader, or or you know Hank Aaron is, or you know. So you know, it's a good debate. You know, uh, it, it it's a, it's a great accomplishment uh, by by Judge. Did you see John Sterling's call? <laughs>
0: Oh my god. That was the best. Did, yes, did I hear John Sterling's taste call? Oh my god. The Judgment Day. Are you kidding me? Can close. you just. Oh, oh. It's so hack. It's so corny. It's so. Oh. And he does it for every player. I want to. You know what? I want the Guardians to advance and face the Yankees. I want them to take the Yankees down just so we can. Just, <laughs> just so those. Those smug, oh my God! Ah, oh, it's. It, I, I hope that people listening to this podcast can hear just the the angst and the oh in in my voice. I I, I cannot deal with the way that these these fan it, Guardians fan. If if Aaron Judge played for any other team besides the Yankees, this would be oh nice accomplishment, and we'd be moving on. We wouldn't be cutting in. To college football games, and <laughs> you know, every and leading every sports news telecast with Aaron Judge this and Aaron Judge that. It's only because he plays in New York, and only because he plays for the Yankees. And apparently, they can do no wrong. So I can't wait until they've they've done wrong and are are, are out of the postseason. Every year, it's the the happiest day of the the season for me. So, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, as as far as uh, you know, just. We know that the winner of the the wild card series between the Guardians and the 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 Rays is going to match up against New York and match up against the Yankees. It, it really, I I think the the postseason bracket sort of fell. Major League Baseball got lucky because had Seattle fallen into that um, that wild card series one uh, against Cleveland and and had a chance to go to New York. Uh, you know the the travel would have been a nightmare, uh, back and forth between maybe uh, potentially Seattle and New York for for Game Five of a, a division series. Just not a very well thought out plan in terms of uh, how they laid things out. But now you've got uh, the potential for either a, a division matchup between the Rays and the Yankees, or uh, you know the the Guardians and the Yankees. It's not it's a it's a close flight. It's it, things will work out timing wise. I think it worked out the best for uh, the best possible for Major League Baseball in that sense.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, speaking of road trips, I mean, Tampa Bay is what been on this, this, uh, this three game series will extend their trip, their, their trip, you know, the last time they were home was like 12 days ago. So they played what this long trip, then they have to play, uh, you know, they come back to Cleveland for three. And then if the, if they advance, then they go to New York for uh, what two two the first two of the uh, AL division series. So they won't be back home for a long time. I hope those guys uh, pack plenty of clothes. And well, Joe, you th-
0: what's that? What's Tito always say for a for a, a, a twelve day road or a, a what a six day road trip? You pair you, you pack three pairs of underwear so that you just wear them once and then turn them inside <laughs> out. And, <Yeah. laughs> and and you're good. So hopefully they pack six pairs of underpants and and just flipped them inside out. Uh, but I, Hey man, that's a, that's an advantage for Cleveland. If they've been yeah. on the road this long, they're, they're probably hurting and, and need to get home. And you know, the, the best way to get them home is to win two and just, uh, and send them there. Yeah, no,
1: no problem. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, you know, it definitely works to uh, Cleveland's advantage. You know, but, but, you know, remember the last time, Joe, 2013, when they played the Rays in that one, one game wild card, the Rays were on the road for another long, a a, a real long time that time. And they had to beat Texas, if you remember, to -hmm. get to the, uh, to get to the wild card, uh, to, you know, to get, to get to Cleveland. So, you know, don't, don't put anything past uh, Kevin Cash and the, and the Rays, you know, they can't, uh, (laughs) they got to be ready for them, even though. You know the Rays have lost 17 of their last 25 games, so that's 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 a that's a weird stat, and that's like that's a you know that that doesn't sound like uh, the Tampa Bay team that we've been watching the last few years.
0: No, and 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 the the Guardians are are what 23 and six in their last 29 games, so uh, you know things are moving in opposite directions. Uh, it, it's but this is the playoffs. This is a different animal. This is postseason baseball. And you've got a, a roster with a, a whole lot of young players, uh, first and second year players on the the Cleveland roster. Uh, we got to see how they're going to react to, uh, you know, what happens when the the playoffs start. The good thing is, uh, you've got Shane Bieber leading off in in Game One. He's the uh, he's the Game One starter, and he's got uh, a little bit of postseason uh, uh, experience. He was on that twenty eighteen club when they. Uh, you know, faced the the Astros. He he was on the the 2020 club that uh, that that faced the Yankees here in a in a wild card series in Cleveland. Uh, so uh, hopefully he can uh, he can get back on track uh, after what the Yankees did to him in in that uh, opening game. Uh, you know, th- those memories probably still haunt him. And and we'll see. Uh, you know, we we can talk to him and and, and see what he thinks about uh, being the game one starter there in in Cleveland.
1: Yeah, this is a big start for Bieber. I think he's a, he's in a much different place right now. Um, you know, he was riding high kind of in that that uh, you know, the uh the, the 60 game sprint in 2020. Uh, but I think he's, you know, he's kind of matured as a pitcher. He's overcome an injury. He's smarter, you know, he's he's you know, he's learned to pitch with a, a little less velo. I think uh, I think he's up to the task uh, on
0: Friday. And we will find out uh, after, after today's season finale, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, you know, set the, the playoff uh, roster and uh, figure out what's going on, uh, workout day on Thursday, and then uh, the playoff opener Friday night, uh, fr- Friday night, <laughs> Friday <laughs> at some point, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys then.